Hey, we're here at the Stony Brook Camera Club, 50th anniversary. Where it started, it's Stony Brook Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm sitting here with Carol Bailey. Welcome, Carol. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit, when did you start with the club? When I started in the early 70s. Uh, I wasn't a charter member, but I was pretty, pretty close to it. I joined when it was quite young, and it was strictly a nature club. Mm -hmm. you know, it was, that's why, you know, at Stony Brook Nature Center. So it was strictly nature photography. Yes. And um, we would go places a lot as a group to various nature mm -hmm. centers, na nature sanctuaries, and take a lot of nature pictures. Perfect. And um, I learned photography from one of the charter members of the club. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a charter member, Bob Yankee. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, he gave a course here at Stony Brook and I took his course and um, did a lot of photography after that and I taught at Dean so I was able to use all my nature slides in my classes at Dean because I taught biology mm -hmm. so uh, in any of the biology classes I could use slides and it, it was great uh, I was also I was in charge of refreshments for about <laughs> I don't know about 15 years. I became the refreshment person, uh -huh. and um, a couple of interesting things about that. Uh, we didn't have our own coffee maker. You had to make a great big pot of coffee, you know, one of these huge things. Sure. But we used the one that was here at Stony Brook. It was a clunker, but it worked. And um, I would get here early, because I had a key to the place, and I would get here early every camera club night and go downstairs, find the coffee maker, and make the coffee ahead of time so that when people got here, it would be ready. And um, <laughs> one time, I couldn't find it, and I looked around and I did find it. And when I took the lid off, uh, it smelled kind of funny. <laughs> and I and further inspection revealed that apparently Stony Brook had caught some tadpoles and was using that to keep the tadpole, uh, keep the tadpoles, and apparently forgot about them. Mm. So, in the bottom of the coffee pot was water with dead tadpoles. <laughs> so, so, so I had to do quite a cleanup job. And, you know, there's the silly little things that sure, you remember like sure. that. Um, I also, I, I like refreshments anyway. So, and I made, what I did is I had a list and everybody had a refreshment assignment at some time during the year. Mm -hmm. And I would call people on the phone and remind them that they needed to bring cookies or brownies or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got to know everybody that way. And I was able to twist the arms of everybody to get them to contribute. Um, and then when we had big fancy schmancy affairs, you know, I was pretty much in charge of the, sure. the food for that, too. And I was always accused of spiking the punch <laughs> at the Christmas party. Uh, but you're not allowed to do such a thing at an Audubon sanctuary. Sure, sure. So, But I got accused of spiking the punch, but I didn't really. But people thought I did, so. So through that experience, you met a lot of friends over the years, I'm sure. I just, did. Just within the wildlife oh, world yeah. as well as yeah, the photography yeah. world. Right, and one of the things that people always notice is I like sweets, <clears throat> so I always tested everything. So as people were coming in and getting settled, they would see me walking along and picking up this, that, and the other thing and sampling it. I was telling people that, you know, if I drop dead in the next few minutes, then you know you can't eat that. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll know they're fine. everything's fine. Sure, sure, so, sure. Uh, what other type of memories do you have over the years as a, as a Stony Brook Camera Club member? Well, we, we it was a small group. Mm -hmm. And as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, we ran out of chairs. And at that time, Stony Brook used to sell 50-pound bags of sunflower seeds. And um, they, were, they were always stacked here and there everywhere, cluttering the room. So we would sit on, you know, if we ran out of chairs, we'd sit on, <laughs> sit on bags of sunflower seeds. So, so you invented the first sandbag chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... I have to ask, yeah. you have an awful lot of turtles on your hat. Can you tell me the yes, significance well, of some of those? Well, see, I, I was a nature nut right from the beginning uh -huh. and I taught biology at Dean and uh, so again I that's how I could use a lot of my 
my nature slides. And Talk, talking about that, look at a little dragonfly just landed yeah, on you. Nice on little your knee. dragon. Whoops. Oop, there he Sorry goes. about that. Um, anyway, I I like turtles. Yeah, yeah. And so I used to re rescue and rehabilitate turtles, which has really nothing to do with Camera Club, but yep, and yep. but people uh, who and I work here at Stony Brook. So when people, I became known as the turtle lady. Yeah. And when people would see me, a lot, these are all donated. All these turtle objects, mm -hmm. uh, pins and things were donated by, or just given to me by people who knew sure. that I liked turtles. Sure, sure, And I can't wear the necklace and the pins all over, so I just put them on my hat. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes and sharing some of those <laughs> those memories with us and Good. it's a great time meeting you yes. and well, thank hopefully you. we'll look forward to and seeing I, you again. I love the camera club. It was, it was, uh, it was great fun. Oh, Bruce, there's one more thing that I should tell you about that some people would remember. Um, I, as a biologist, I taught myself taxidermy and um, I used to collect roadkills, which you know, I got a strange reputation for collecting roadkills. Anyway, um, I I wanted a really good example of of a, I think it was a skunk. I, I can't honestly remember what animal it was, but I couldn't find a good one because all the roadkills they were always really in bad shape. So I took the whatever animal it was. I took the best one I could find, and I stuffed the part. It only had a front end. <laughs> the back end had been totally uh, run over, so I only had the front end of the animal. So I stuffed it, and it looked very realistic, except that it didn't have a back end. So I always put it uh, as though it was peeking out from behind some a tree or some piece mm -hmm. of nature, and I took a, I took a really good picture of it. It looked real, and people thought that it was real. And when I showed it at the club, um, I had to explain to people that what you see is what it, what what you got because there is no more. <laughs> that that critter ends. It's peeking out from behind something because there's no back end to it. So <laughs> Very people, funny. People thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that story. Okay. Thank you. Hey, do you believe it? Stony Brook is 50 years old, and I'm here with Joe Kennedy. Joe, welcome. Hey, thanks a lot, Bruce. So can you tell me a little bit about your involvement with the club? When did you start? When did you join? Um, I looked up the past presidents. I was here when Paul Brook was here, uh, 2004, and that was, uh, I believe, we're still meeting at the Senior Center in Rentham. I think that's where we were meeting at the time. Um, Got involved in a couple of committees uh, with the planning board. We used to meet during the, the summertime. Um, one thing I got to say about the club is I think the change of leadership, change of member, uh, the uh, people in charge each year, has brought on also uh, a change in the in the way the club has developed. Uh, certain people bring certain skills in there and certain developments. And uh, like I, we're into the visual pursuit now for our, our, our website, which I think is an exciting way of doing this. It's all kinds of opportunities we didn't have before. Um, so I, I look forward to that. I think the other thing the club has going for it is the, uh, the amount of expertise. Uh, come any, any year given, you'll see three, four, five members uh, show up and put up their, uh, their, their, their uh, expertise. They'll share it with other people, whether it's in Photoshop or Lightroom or uh, whether it's a landscape or whatever else they're doing, they're willing to share it. And the last thing would be that they, uh, they do a very good job of bringing in people from uh, guest speakers. They, they have, I don't think money is ever a problem. They always seem to bring in the top-notch uh, presenters. So you always have uh, usually five or six really top-notch uh, uh, presenters throughout the course of the year. Um, it's a fun group. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a drive to get here, but it's worth the drive, so I come. So, Joe, tell me a little bit about your photography. What type of photography do you enjoy the most? Uh, I probably do landscape. I like things that don't move and talk or talk back. That's very simple. Because, so I don't do portraiture unless, you know, it's uh, uh, street photography. I'll do some of that stuff there. But uh, no, it's mostly landscape. I've, I was fortunate enough a few years ago to do the national parks. And I went out to the southwest and the west and probably did about 10 in one, summer, one 
three-week period, and that was a lot of fun doing that. But they don't move, they don't talk back, and it was fun. Although they did shut them down one year on me, which was uh -huh. disappointing. And uh, but I went back and finished them off. So yeah, landscaping is probably my forte. But, but shooting landscaping is also very exciting. Different times of day, different types of year. Waterfalls. The waterfalls. Yep. Yep. You shoot the same thing multiple times and always get a different, very definitely, different looking image. Yeah, definitely. The other thing that this club has going for it too, which has evolved over the years, is I heard other uh, people you spoke to, the John Fullers of the world and those people there, how this was a nature uh, club. Nature photography is the most spot. Because of the change in leadership, they brought us into, now we have portraiture, we have architecture, we have monochromatic, macro, all the different genres are now available. So now, if you really want to compete, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yes. Which is, which is good for all of us. I think it just challenges us more and we get good feedback on it. Uh, the judges, for the most part, do a pretty good job of giving us the feedback we need. So uh, if you're willing to take some criticism, you're willing to uh, grow, yeah, it's just a place to be. Yeah, and even if you don't compete, I've learned that just by coming to those shows or competitions to view what other people are doing, you learn from it oh, definitely, yourself. Definitely, and it yeah. helps no matter if you're a landscape or a, or, a, or a portrait photographer or whatever, you learn about the different techniques, the different types lighting, of framing, yeah, the different yeah. lighting and so forth and so yeah, on. So yeah. I think it's very valuable for everybody. Oh, it is, it is. Whether or not you're shooting with expensive equipment or if you're shooting with your iPhone, it's the framing and a, and a lot of other things come into play. Is that a commercial for the iPhone we just did? <laughs> Are you getting paid for this? So let me ask you another question. Okay. You, you've always been a, a jokester, so I'm learning. Where did that come from? Um, the nuns. No, seriously. <laughs> I can tell you right now, for 12 years of school, uh, between Irish Christian Brothers for high school and Sister Charity of Halifax for nuns, uh, you weren't allowed to talk, raise your hand, that was it. So I didn't say anything until uh, probably the sophomore year in college. I found I had a voice and I haven't shut up since. So, uh, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing a few moments no with problem, us Bruce. here at Stony Thanks. Brook Camera yep. Club's 50th anniversary celebration. Happy Thank 50th, you. yes. Thank you, Bruce. Hey, we're here back at the Stony Brook Camera Club's 50th anniversary, no less, at the Stony Brook yeah. Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm sitting here with John Kearns. Right He's going to... Nice to meet you, John, and thanks yeah. for sharing some of oh, your, your yeah, thoughts and memories. <laughs> when will you remember? Can you remember when you started? Gee, gosh, I can't remember. It's got to be probably 20-some-odd years ago, I think, but you could figure it out. Uh-huh. Sure, we can look that up. Yeah. What are some of your fondest memories with the club? Well, going on field trips in you know, here, Stony Brook, uh, weekend outings, uh, competition, all kinds of good stuff. What type of photographer are you? Well, I guess I, I was more contemporary. Uh, I did a lot of, uh, which n nowadays seems silly with the computers, but a lot of reflections in mylar, black light, uh, that type of thing, objects painted and uh, I guess photographing things that existed in my mind rather than in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you met a lot of friends over the years within the club and photography oh, good in general. God. I saw a lot of them today, yeah. A lot of them, of course, Steve Tanny and um, John Fuller, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Doc Ray Gallette, Gail Henshey, uh, Billy Manning. I mean, it, just the list the goes on game. and on, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's a, a, lot, of, a lot of years. good times. Yeah. What's some of your favorite times with the club? You mentioned some of the outings and okay. the things like that. Well, the holiday party was always a great deal of fun and uh, look forward to other uh, events during the course of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, the meet, we, oh, slide study was a big deal with Mike O'Connor. That was a, a big part of our, our time. Yeah. You get it? Right. And this guy here. <laughs> what guy where? <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> The uh, NECC conferences, we were on the equipment committee for several years, Martha, my wife Martha and myself, and uh, that was one thing we looked forward to in the summer. And uh, that's where Gail, Bud, uh, Roy Marshall, a bunch of us would get together for the weekend and photography and have a good time. Right. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun with Stony Brook Camera Club. You and betcha. I miss it. And, and as I pointed out, when the digital come in, Basically, uh, was too lazy to get the learning curve to hop on. Tried it, got a bunch of stuff, but never went any further. My own laziness. And uh, as I say, you could be uh, 
a victim of change or agent. So I guess I was a vic <laughs> victim rather than the agent of change. So I think that, I think I was I was um, president when they had an awful lot of controversy over the uh, digital and that. No, yes, yeah, she did. But this way yeah, or that way. That way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you spending My your memories pleasure. and your oh, thoughts God. and so forth. I'll think of all the good stuff when I leave. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, that's all right. I'm sure we'll run into each other oh, again. Yeah, yeah. No, Martha even said, oh, "I take a ride down, see what's going on on Thursday." <laughs> well, we appreciate all your time and your thoughts. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Okay. Good. Hey, we're here at the Stony Brook Camera Club 50th anniversary, uh -huh. where it started at the Stony Brook Wildlife. Sanctuary, and I'm here with John Fuller. John, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Tell me a little bit of a, about your experience with the Stony Brook Club. When did you start? When did you join? Nine, nine, June, join. I founded it. Ah. 1970, January. Outstanding. Yeah. And how did that come about? Well, I was a bird watcher. Ah. And a good friend of mine invited me over to his house in Franklin with Bob Yankee to show pictures because this birding friend of mine knew I took pictures of birds. So we went and we did a slideshow. Bob showed his slides and I showed mine. And we were looking at them and one of my slides came up and I said, look at that warbler. And they said, no. I said, that's a certain warbler. They said, no, it's a different warble. We had a big fight over that. And I went over the screen and I pointed to my warbler and they pointed to their warbler. <laughs> and that's how bad a photographer I was. But Bob and I got together and said, let's talk to Cynthia here, who was the, Cynthia Thomas, who was the uh, sanctuary director. Let's see if we can form a camera club. So we went and talked to her and used her mailing list, she used her mailing list to send out to all the surrounding communities uh, to we're gonna hold a meeting of and try to form a camera club. And sure enough, the first night, 30 people showed up. Very cool. Really. Very nice. And we had a competition that night. Everybody brought slides and I happened to win. <laughs> that was a stroke of luck. But we got together, five of us, Cynthia Thomas, uh, myself, Bob Yankee, and a couple who eventually moved to Hawaii, I forgot their name, mm -hmm. and um, formed, we said, let's have a club. So we drew up the bylaws. After the 30 people showed up, passed the bylaws, and here we are. Outstanding. So over years. the years, you met a lot of people, met, made a lot of friends. Oh. Tell me some about some of the most memorable parts of the club that, that you participated in and some of the things that you enjoyed the most. Well, here's one. Andrew Bork. Yes, John. Yes. Nice to see you. You <laughs> made it. Yep. Yeah. See you and for the next 50th. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray Gillette was special when he joined the club. Um, oh, by the way, Bob Yankee was president the first 10 years. Wow. I was treasurer. And the only way I could get out of being treasurer was to take over when Bob uh, stepped down and I was president for another 10 years. And then we started having presidents or offices every year. Sure. Yep. Um, and he, oh, I started to say that slide that won that first competition was of a backlit swan here at Stony Brook that wow. I took. Very nice. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. Now, are you still taking pictures today? Uh, not as much as I used to. Uh -huh. uh, I'm, I'm making cards out of old pictures. Mm. And, and uh, I live now in Maine, and up in Maine they... I've got lighthouses and lots oh, of blueberry fields and, and so forth that uh, my cards are sold in a local shop. Mm, very nice, yep. very cool. Well, it keeps me out of mischief. <laughs> uh, and at the time, 
I lived right across the street from Stony Brook. Oh, so that was convenient. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I used to walk to the camera club. <laughs> it's a beautiful area. Yeah. Still is today. Yes, it is. But um, club got too big for the sanctuary, so we went to uh, Franklin, and then that's when I went to Maine. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I guess the club went to a church in Franklin, yep. which I missed. And uh, now it's at Dean Junior College it in is. Franklin. It is. Yeah. Actually, it's in the the room. Carol, Carol Bailey, and she's here. Oh. Uh, teaches. Used to teach here. And we used to do an annual. We called it a salon at the time. Slideshow of all club members, and then uh, invited family and friends. And it, that was the room in which we showed it at Dean College every year. It's amazing how we came full circle. Yeah. We're back there now. <laughs> We're right back there now. <laughs> right back where we You're started. Right. Well, I appreciate you taking a few moments, okay. telling us how it started, how you were involved, one of the founding fathers yeah. of the club, and it's still going strong 50 years later. Yeah. At that time, my pictures weren't very good, but they're much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for spending the time. Thank you. Hey everybody, we're here at the Stony Brook Animal Sanctuary for the Stony Brook Camera Club's 50th anniversary party. I'm here with Carl West, a former member or a current member of the club, and he's just going to share a few moments with us and memories that he had with the club. How you doing, Carl? I'm doing fine. So tell us a little bit about your experience with the club. What type of well, photographer you are? Let's start with that. Okay, I like uh, close-ups in uh, nature uh, landscapes. Uh, I don't do ladies and women and men. No, no faces. Uh -huh. All right, but. Uh, I retired from work in 88, and that fall, looking for something to do, I came over here and was welcomed by everybody. Had a nice uh, group of people here. A small group then, though. We uh, sit around Mike, uh, I can't think of Mike's last name, but uh, he had one of, uh, what do you like about this picture and things? And we just had a little table in the uh, center here, with about 15 people sitting around, and they passed a picture around. Yeah. I like this, I like that. <laughs> And that was the way we had print right, study. Right. Yeah. So you had print study and you had competition back then. You well, started I, telling well, me a little bit about yeah, the competition. Yeah, I showed you about the uh, pin there that uh, we were, they were awarded for. They had double A, A, and B, mm -hmm. and first, second, third place. I uh, got these gold medals, pins that they put on. I don't. I, I remember just Robert. I found them, put them on <laughs> today for that. And, and some, some I also got the ribbons. I got. I probably pile that high of ribbons at home. Sure. Pass out same way. And you were saying about some of your favorite memories about the club, some of the activities that the club had that you enjoyed the most. Well, yes, uh, we did have a couple of uh, activities out here where we had some uh, model-type uh, pictures to be taken. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we had trips up into Vermont. Uh, our Jenny Farm, I always think of, over near Woodstock, because uh, that was a place that even now sometimes you see ads on television for something, and there's Jenny Farm down the back. Sure. Uh, and uh, there was a book with the different places that we hit up there. <coughs> so that was a good memory. Uh, and uh, I guess I did have one of these uh, workshops where I went out on, at night time, take some pictures around a lake or someplace, someplace around here. But I didn't go out for much of that stuff. My uh, wife was not interested in it, so on a Sunday afternoon, I wasn't going to spend right. my time uh, that way. Uh, but, but you enjoyed uh, the workshops. Oh, the workshops were tremendous. That was one of the big things I get out of it. That was my learning experience. One thing is the friendship, just come over and see people. And uh, we always had coffee at those times. Mm -hmm. Mike's wife, Carol, uh, always had a coffee pot going for years and years for us. And sometimes we have a little bit of extra food to go along with it. Sure. And uh, then we moved into, uh, over to Rentham. They had a regular counter back there in the kitchen area mm -hmm. that we had access to. So. That was, that was important to get that food. <laughs> so it wasn't only the workshops that you enjoyed for learning purposes, but you made a lot of friends along the way. Oh, well, that was, well, you see, there were four, basically four nights, four Thursdays in a month, and one was a workshop, so you'd, and they'd spend a whole evening. Sometimes we'd have that, it would be four different tables set up for four different uh, workshops going at the same time. Mm -hmm. You'd sit at this for half an hour, sure. next one half an hour. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That's all right. That's when I smoked. <laughs> uh, and uh, I laughed with one person here today. I won't say. I saw 
Here I said, you still smoking? <laughs> so that's good, good to see. And you saw some old friends here today also. I, I bet I saw it. <coughs> I bet I saw a dozen people here that I knew. Right. And uh, some that I looked their faces. <coughs> Got that milk. That cough, yeah. Uh, that maybe helped. So, uh, yeah, some people recognize the faces, and I was thought to put the name on because I know they didn't recognize me either. So, sure. But uh, then we compared notes and found out who they were, and some I didn't even know afterwards. Carol right. Bailey from Over Dean College. Uh -huh. uh, she was just about finishing up when I came in. So, and uh, we were over here shopping, and a big nice screen she had over there for a competition we had one time. Well, you must have brought the nice weather with you. The weather has been... We had a great day for our 50th anniversary. Wonderful day, huh? We appreciate you joining us. Well, I wouldn't have come at five, uh, 50, <laughs> 30, 37 when I got this morning. And I said, nope, I'm not going over there now. But I had lunch and then come back in. And uh, So you have the, you have the uh, workshops around one day. One one is the uh, competition. Next one is slide study. We examine things that people put up more elaborate now than we used to have. And then uh, the fourth one would be... I don't know what the fourth one was. Outside workshop? Outside workshop. Could inside. be. Yeah. yeah, it could have been. Anyway. So, been really, really nice group to be with. And I've dropped out now because I don't drive at night. Mm -hmm. uh, I did come over here once to the uh, Franklin set up at the church. But from Walpole in the nighttime, it's a good thing to cross off. Right. So. Well, we appreciate you spending the time with us, Mr. West, and it was a pleasure meeting you. I uh, really enjoyed the fact that someone caught, let me know, Vicky let me know this is coming on. Uh -huh. So I made it. So, oh, they must be in the open door. All right. Perfect. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for sharing with Stony Brook Camera Club's 50th anniversary, right here where, where it all began it all at began. the Stony Brook Animal yeah. Sanctuary. Yeah, I guess John Fuller might be one of the first uh, founders, isn't he? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, well, John was here before. There was a Ray that used to be, I think, a guy at the prison. And Bobby, uh, maybe uh, 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 Bob, yeah, died just a little while ago. Anyway. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, good. I hope you got it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here with Rad, who's going to be talking tonight at the Stony Brook Camera Club. Welcome, Rad. Thanks, Bruce. And uh, tell us a little bit about your, your talk tonight in iPhone photography. Well, I've been using an iPhone camera since 29 when I, when I got my first one. I was getting a phone. I, I didn't even know it had a camera in it. And a lot of my friends who I trusted in, in terms of, uh, or, or I admired them, they weren't really friends yet. I hadn't met them. I noticed they were posting iPhone photographs on Facebook. So I started writing people, and most of them ignored me, but a few of them wrote me back. Uh, many of those guys I'm good friends with now. So that was my beginning, and um, was part of a, um, a secret group on Facebook for two years. And the only rule we had was that you uh, post what you did with, an, with a mobile phone. Everybody was using iPhone then. And tell, us, tell everyone how you did it. So what apps did you use? What was your process? And just how did you get the look that you got? probably the most fun two years of photography that, that I've ever had and uh, all those virtual friendships many of them have turned into uh, some, you know lifelong friendships with some great people so and that fact that's part of the reason I'm here I guess uh, uh, Janet Casey um, called me and said hey I'm a good friend of John Barclay he came and talked at our group a while back and uh, he said that, uh, that you might be a good person to have come out and talk about the iPhone so um, just another example of how the photography connections uh, kind of bring us together. And so, yeah, I'm gonna talk tonight about um, why the iPhone is really uh, worthy of our camera bag. Um, it's gotten so good, we can shoot raw now, we can process that raw on the phone using Lightroom, uh, which is a tremendous editor. Uh, we can capture um, long exposure images, um, night photography, we've got the new phone sitting here, the 11, and it's it's got some tremendous new features uh, built into it. One of those being a, a 13 millimeter wide angle lens, which is really fun without any attachments or anything. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, um, to talking to everyone tonight and um, really glad to be out here and thanks for having me.
Well, Rad, thanks very much for joining us at the Stony Brook Camera Club, and we very much look forward to your conversation tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. We got into places that a tourist, a normal tourist, would never ever get to. And so it's a real intimate look at what's going on behind the scenes. Hi, I'm here with Nancy Cabanaro, who just presented at Stony Brook Camera Club tonight. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about the presentation you gave tonight? Sure, sure. So my presentation was called Taking It to the Streets, and Taking It to the Streets is about street photography. And what was really cool is that I had got traveled to Cuba, and the imagery that I showed tonight was on Cuba, and some other countries that I went to, which was Cambodia and Ecuador, and gosh, you know, Mexico. So, awesome group. Uh, really loved being here and presenting to Stony Brook. And the thing that I really want to say is it is their 50th anniversary, and I just want to wish them the best, and thank you for having me as a speaker. Very nice. And everybody here enjoyed the presentation tonight, so thank oh, you very much for giving that. You're welcome. And Nancy, if people wanted to get and learn more about you and your photography. Do you have a website that they could visit? Yes, definitely. So my website is carbonarophotography.com. So it's www.carbonarophotography.com. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah. Hey, I'm here with Peter tonight at the Stony Brook Camera Club. Welcome, Peter. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about your presentation tonight? Well, tonight I did a presentation on landscape and wildlife photography. It is my favorite style of photography to do. And this is my fourth presentation um, out of four. I've been speaking to three other clubs here in Massachusetts and one in uh, Rhode Island. Um, absolutely thrilled to be here, particularly considering this is your 50th anniversary. And um, tomorrow I head back to Northern Ontario. I'm kind of sad to leave because we've got snow and you don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, my presentation was all about landscape photography, uh, you know, providing a whole bunch of tips and techniques that I use and that hopefully you can use. And um, I really want to thank, you know, the members of the club for inviting me. Uh, I spoke at NACCC last July and, you know, people reached out and I had it in my schedule to come down here. And I also really want to thank the folks from Olympus for sponsoring the event and the guys from Hunts for setting up a bunch of camera gear. We're in the lecture hall and they're upstairs. Um, and it's just a real treat to be here and perhaps I'll be back again sometime. So thanks again, folks. And, and thanks, Peter. It was a real pleasure to have you here at the club. And if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about you, do you have a website that they can I go do. To? So my website is creativeislandphoto.com. That's all one word, creativeislandphoto.com. And my favorite part of the website is a blog that I, I write. Um, and my blogs are designed to be educational. I was a teacher for 30 years, and I'm just putting that forward for, uh, for photographers to learn as much as they possibly can um, to improve their techniques. So, uh, and there's also all my contact information, so if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to me, and I always try to get back to everybody who reaches out. And, and, and lastly, just as a closing remark, I know that you do some workshops, both in your hometown of right. Canada and other areas as well. If people yeah. want to learn more about that, it's all spelled out that, on the it, I've got an website. events page on there as well, and it has all the presentations that I'm doing, similar to what I did tonight, mini seminars, and then also uh, photo tours and workshops back home. So, yep, it's all there. Very good. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Hi, I'm here with Ray Goulet today, and we're going to talk about his career in photography. Welcome, Ray. Thanks, Bruce. I'm glad you're here. This should be fun. <laughs> it should be, yeah. So it's we're both members of the Stony Brook Camera Club, and it's the 50th year anniversary of the club. Ray, can you tell me a little bit, when did you get involved with the club, and how, how did you get involved? Uh, I joined in 1980, so it's 40 years ago, 
and uh, because of my dad. Uh, my dad was a great photographer, uh, and uh, we were we were members of the Providence Camera Club at the time. And Dad came to me one time and he said, you know, I hear at Stony Brook is a pretty good club and they're having a member show. They call it a salon. And that's what they called a member show. It was a yearly event. They invited the public. So we went to see it and we were blown away uh, at the great pictures and, and the, uh, you know, the, the whole, the audiovisual stuff. So we dropped Providence and joined Stony Brook and uh, that's how we got started. So tell me a little bit about your dad. Um, what type of photographer was he? Uh, dad was, oh boy, he just loved photography. Uh, he was a printer, and uh, his uh, main job in printing was uh, to, to make uh, catalogs of jewelry companies. Uh, we had a lot of jewelry companies in Attleboro at the time, Swank, Balfour, uh, a lot of religious jewelry companies, Jeweled Cross, for instance. And uh, so he would take pictures of their of whatever they made and make a catalog out of it uh, but he also was really interested in photography uh, I think mainly to to uh, document his family he was just he was a great family man and uh, he uh, he took pictures all the time of us kids and our kids kids and our, our cousins and, everything. and it was so it was a family affair so uh, and but we both kind of got into camera clubs at the same time and, and into competition photography. Uh, Dad had what I call the Cadillac of the wet dark room. He, had, he was a black and white and a color print producer and he was, he was great at it. Uh, he, was, he was an expert in the zone system. He took courses uh, in that and uh, he also got very interested in color prints before anybody was making color prints at home he was doing it mm -hmm. and he actually started the color print competition at Stony Brook. Uh, he started it and was the first uh, chairman and I was the second and it goes on from there. Uh, so yeah, so uh, and when I was a little kid, uh, maybe five or six years old and, I, and I, I always tell people when I learned to behave myself in the dark room, <laughs> he would bring up a stool and let me sit on the stool and he'd take a blank piece of paper under a red safe light put it into the, the the developer and all of a sudden a picture came up and can you imagine a five-year-old seeing that I mean it just wow look at that <laughs> so uh, that's how it all started yeah, that's and, a very familiar story my my dad was a photographer as well and he I remember the exact yeah. same story he took me into the dark room and he says yeah. I'm now I'm going to show you some magic there's going to be a picture that appears from this white piece of paper yeah. and I go no way <laughs> it, it is magic there's no it question is. about it yeah yeah so so we join and uh, Stony Brook in 1980 and uh, went on from there. It was, it was just, it turns out it was one of the best uh, decisions I ever made in my life was to join Stony Brook Camera Club. Sure, and is, you have some pictures that you're gonna share. Is, you wanna show that first picture, is that? Sure, uh, this is not a picture I took or that my dad took, but this is my parents uh, taken in 1932. And it does have a very strong Stony Brook connection. Uh, my parents were at a at a uh, an engagement party for my mother's uh, one of my mother's friends. They worked together at the Attleboro newspaper, and uh, they, my parents were engaged at the time. Uh, and the uh, the gentleman who was marrying this person that who was getting engaged to uh, took some pictures, and it turned out he ended up being the science teacher for Dot Perrin who was one of my great influences at Stony Brook. What a wonderful person. We call her the heart and soul of Stony Brook. Uh, so she's long since gone, sadly. But, uh, and then he moved, uh, this gentleman, his name is Al Weber, moved to Delaware. And, I, and at one point I happened to have a, uh, a show in Delaware. I was judging down there and I, they wanted me to put on a show. So I, I did and, and Dot called down to her old teacher and said, hey, there's this guy Ray Gallette coming down from my camera club. <laughs> so uh, one thing led to another and we were out at dinner down in Delaware and he said, Ray, I've got something for you. And he gave me this picture of my parents and this is in the 80s and this is night, this is taken 50 years before that. Wow. So, and the wonderful thing about it is that uh, uh, it showed my parents in their youth uh, and 
uh, at this point uh, in, in the 80s, my mom was getting kind of frail, and uh, so it was really overwhelming to see a beautiful picture like this. So just out of nowhere, this guy comes up, gives me this picture of my parents, and I just totally, totally blew me away. What a was, great memory. It was, one, it was a wonderful moment. So yeah. mom and dad, <laughs> especially dad. Yeah. And, and dad, uh, dad was, uh, he's always getting new cameras. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I always got his, his previous camera <laughs> to use. <laughs> I've got one here. This is a Zeiss Icon Contessa. It's basically a point and shoot, but I used it in high school, uh, it was just many years ago, to shoot football games and so forth. And I thought I was really hot stuff with that. Uh, and then the last hand-me-down was this Leica Flex, uh, which Dad bought at the Leica factory in Germany uh, on a trip that they were taking. And uh, so uh, when he graduated uh, <laughs> or got tired of it, uh, then I got it. So, but uh, but now I use I use Olympus. Yeah, uh, for everybody that's watching, these are old film cameras back in the day. Absolutely. There was no such thing as digital. No, no, these are all film. Dad's whole photography uh, career was in film. Mm -hmm. And you still enjoy shooting film, don't you? I love film, uh, and it's a long, not a long story, but a little convoluted story. However, uh, I just love film and. Uh, I, I love the fact that you take a picture and you're done. <laughs> you don't have to do anything else, but you have to do all the work before you push that button to make a good image. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that's, that is enough to keep me happy. And uh, I do have a film camera, I have a, an iPhone, of course, and I have a digital Olympus camera uh, that I use, but uh, I still, I'll be honest with you, I still prefer film just because of its simplicity. So in, in the digital world, Ray, a lot of people now use Photoshop and Lightroom and other editing applications mm -hmm. to post-produce their films, mm -hmm. unlike journalism where you take the picture right in the camera and that's what it is because that's, that's journalism. Right. In, the, in the film days, as you mentioned, you have to do all your setting and creating that image in camera. Right. But but you've taken it to slightly a different level where you can do some post-processing in kind of a unique way. You mentioned that you do some shows. Can you touch on, a, on, right. a, on that a little bit on how you, how you show your images okay. during a show? Uh, well, uh, I usually have two or three projectors, mm -hmm. and I have a dissolve unit, uh, which is uh, it's a, just a very simple digital software that allows me to bring out a picture from a chosen projector when I want it and then maybe blend it into another one. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I do what I call montaging uh, both before and, and after the projection uh, and one before is to take two images which are uh, which are underexposed, mm -hmm. put them together and it makes one image that's correctly exposed and sometimes I'll do it where I make a sharp image and I'll montage it with a fuzzy image of the same thing and you'll get kind of a kind of a dreamy look to it and uh, other times uh, oh, I'll do all kinds of crazy stuff I've got a couple of things I can show you here uh, but it's it's just fun and uh, again once I click once I click that button <clears throat> I'm pretty much done uh, I'll also do montaging on the screen mm -hmm. where I'll put a picture up say a picture of an interior with a lot of dark spaces and then I'll project a second image uh, from from a, from a second or sometimes a third projector uh, that fills in the dark spaces with usually color mm -hmm. uh, so those are the kind of, so you know it's you're not totally done when you press the button but it depends on what you want to do with and how you image. show it and, and you mentioned that you you have this technique during your shows can you talk a little bit about where you do show your images well, uh, where I have shown them, <laughs> there's not a big demand for, for digital show, for film shows at this point. <clears throat> um, I've done, however, I <clears throat> I've been lucky enough to do uh, 20 shows, uh, I'm sorry, 19 shows at the New England Camera Club Council Conference at UMass in July. It's, uh, this, we're gonna, we've been doing this for 74 years, uh, the, doing the conference. And uh, it's grown into a, uh, 
you know, a wonderful thing where we get people from all over the country, uh, the best photographers, pros and otherwise. And uh, so I was fortunate enough to do 19 shows there. Um, some of them were instructional, some of them were just uh, what I call audiovisual, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, showcases <laughs> with slides put to music. So. And you've and done I, a number of shows elsewhere as well. Yeah, I've taken these same shows <clears throat> to different camera clubs in the New England area, even as far as uh, uh, Hollywood, Florida, uh, Niagara Falls, <laughs> uh, Chicago. So, You've been all over the place. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's a challenge, taking all your equipment in the plane, but you know, mm. whatever. <laughs> and you've even had a few write-ups in, in a local photography magazine. Uh, well... Yeah, uh, ma mainly the New England Camera Club Council Bulletin, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, which go comes out three, t two or three times a year. Um, I've also been <clears throat> was lucky enough to get into popular photography. I had an article with images in February of two thousand seven, and this came about um, when I was at a PSA International PSA is Photographic Society of America. Every year they hold an international conference somewhere, usually in the U.S., uh, and in 2006, they held it in Baltimore. So I was down in Baltimore, I did a show, and I showed, I, I have a sequence uh, where I, ha I took graffiti images, and so I took my two images, reversed them, and put them together like that, and then sometimes I would do this to it. So, uh, and just so happened that the senior editor of Popular Photography was in the audience, you know. I had no idea, and I had, and he never didn't come up to me afterwards. But I got a letter in the mail at, at my office uh, about a week later, which I thought was a hoax. Must have been. Oh, this is somebody's playing a big joke on me. It says we would like to put you in popular photography. I said, Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but it, it happened, and uh, and I had an image. Uh, I had a. About three pages in popular photography. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was exciting. <laughs> so you have a few more images on the on the couch there. I'd like to share some of those. Sure. Um, okay, this one I took basically right down the street. Uh, this also has a Stony Brook connection. Uh, we had a field trip out to Dame Farm, which is an old farm in Smithfield, Rhode Island. Ken Wiedemann was with me, and he picked up this leaf and he said, Ray. Look at this leaf. You might want to photograph this because you know that I had. So I did. I brought it home. Uh, I put it into uh, my biggest book, which was Grey's Anatomy at the time. <laughs> I flattened it out overnight so it was totally flat. Uh, and it had to, had to be flat because there's very little depth of field. So I got up the, the next morning and went into a field down the street. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of mist and dew on the grass. And I laid down on the grass. We call it wet belly photography and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I took this picture with the with my macro lens wide open and the reason I wanted it wide open is I wanted all these little circles to be perfect circles because if you close down the lens they would take on the shape of the uh, aperture uh, of the lens itself so that's how so this is backlit and uh, no post-processing on that so I did that one very cool image yeah it's fun this one <clears throat> I took up in the Adirondacks at, uh, in the morning uh, at the side of a river and uh, it was beautiful foliage on the other side of the river and the sun was hitting the foliage but was not hitting the river. Uh, so I was able to get these nice reflections uh, in there. So again, this is with a uh, telephoto lens, probably about 100 uh, millimeter, 100 to 150. And... Uh, as fast as I could. No polarizer used on this because you don't want to eliminate that reflection in the water. So the gold is all reflection in the water from the leaves mm. on the other side of the river. Very great. That one, that was fun. Uh, I did a lot of uh, indoor, what I call indoor flower photography right downstairs in this house. And uh, I do it in the afternoon because we've got a west window, so we've got beautiful light coming in all afternoon. And I put down a piece of mylar, which is basically a thick aluminum, aluminum foil, and to get that reflection. 
and uh, I shot it with uh, reflectors. So there's, there's no light directly on the flower, but it comes in and I have a reflector here and it bounces off my reflector and onto the, the flower. So that's a lot of fun. I did this for years and years. Very nice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, this is Mount Katahdin up in Baxter State Park up in Maine. Uh, I think my favorite place in the whole world <laughs> is Mount Katahdin. Uh, it's the, up, it's the, the uh, upper end of the Appalachian Trail. And uh, I took this from Tracy Pond. Uh, and uh, if you can see the slope coming up here, this is, this is the last five miles of the Appalachian Trail. And uh, the summit, of course, is up here. And uh, I've climbed it many times uh, uh, until it got to be too hard for me. <laughs> and now I don't climb it anymore, but I've got some pictures to remind what me. What a great sky that was. Well. was. Yeah, we were lucky to get a good sky that day. So, so that was fun. Um, I like to uh, I like to go to the Boston Marathon every year, and I position myself at the very top of Heartbreak Hill, and uh, I shoot. Uh, this is with a 50 millimeter lens, uh, wide open, and I just pan along as the runners go by, and so all the people on the other side of the street get get blurred out, and you get a nice even background. So. That's, that's what I do with that. So that's probably about a one second, anywhere from a half to a one second exposure. And that's all in camera? All in camera, yeah. Yep. Very cool. This is a lot of fun. That's a, really a fun thing to do. And, okay, here we go. I also love the Adirondacks. That's where I hike and climb nowadays because the mountains are smaller. <laughs> At least some of them are. This is <clears throat> from Mount Joe. And I've climbed it, oh, probably a couple dozen times. But this particular day, there was a couple up there, and they were engaged and just about to be married. And so they asked me if I would take a picture of them. So I did, and I sent them a copy of the picture, and uh, turned out to be, you know, a nice picture. So this, but this is uh, Mount Algonquin in the background, and Heart Lake is the lake in the foreground. So, and you get some of that one. the light. Uh, streaming from the yeah, sky the down light to on the, down. Yeah. Yeah, the light streams, yeah. So, yeah, it's a fun place. It's it's an easy climb. It's a little over a mile. And this one takes a little bit of explaining. I hope you don't mind. But this is one of my abstracts. I got, uh, I was heavily influenced by a Stony Brook member by the name of Dave Hughes. Uh, we became great friends. We went out shooting a lot. I'll tell you more about Dave later if we have the time. But, um, he influenced me to really think in the abstract and think about design and color and not really what we were looking at, but what the color and the design was doing. So, uh, and he also inspired me to be more creative. Uh, so the way I took this picture, this is, this is what you're looking at is a piece of glass. It's a castaway from the glass blowing laboratory at Rhode Island School of Design. So I went in there after after the laboratory was closed, and I went searching around in the in the uh, the, the barrel where they threw their their uh, rejects, and burned my hand, of course. But <laughs> but I got I got several of these little pieces of glass, and when I mean little, they're maybe about that big, seriously. Uh, and I shot it at eight to ten times lifetime with a with a bellows and a macro lens, um, and I put a ba a colored background in back of it. I would use colored background that I would paint myself or uh, it's usually something I made myself. And so because if you move the background, the whole color scheme changes. So it's a lot of fun. So I took that and then it was a slide uh, at the, this was maybe 15 years ago, there was a place in Providence, a lab where you could bring them a slide and they would make, they had a, what they called a Canon laser copier. Mm. And you could make a, a print from that slide, which I did, but it was a paper print. It wasn't glossy. So then to finish it off, I took fluorescent paint and kind of sprinkled it like that onto the, onto the thing. So, you know, it's <laughs> either you like it or you don't. I happen to like it. Yeah, it's very and interesting, actually. I was lucky enough to get a 30 on this at Camera Club. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Which is the highest score in the rating system we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, I know, I just... I don't know why, but I did, but uh, Very nice. it was fun. So, so there we go.
Those are my prints. <laughs> so after sharing some of those pictures, Ray, very interesting, great, great work. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, in your opinion, it's, it's just a question, it's a thought that I kind of ponder from time to time. Because we're all photographers now. We all have the smartphones in our pocket and they all have amazing cameras in it. So we all think that we're photographers. But in, in your opinion, what do you think the difference is between creating an image as a photographer and taking a snapshot? I think it's the pre-exposure uh, work that you do. Uh, the work of looking and seeing, uh, the work of, of uh, making sure all your settings, multiple settings now on cameras, uh, make sure that's all correct, and um, looking for the best light uh, at the best time of day, uh, and most importantly is viewpoint. Uh, you have to decide, do I want to be here or here, and sometimes just a couple of feet can make a big difference, or do I want to be here or here, uh, and um, you know, high or low? So, all those things, uh, you know, that that's the part of photography that I love. <laughs> and that that's the part of the creative process that the more images or pictures or snapshots that you take, you start to develop that creative eye, and you start to look at things a little bit differently. Yeah. And the next time you go out, you know, maybe you're photo taking your image yeah. creation is just a little bit better thank you yeah, yeah perfect fun. i, I love fun. that answer i always it's a question i always like to ask because yeah. people have very different answers to it yeah <laughs> and um i know that you do some judging you mentioned some competitions that we have you got a 30 on that one of those pictures that you showed us can you tell us a little bit about judging and your involvement with that well uh in camera clubs in this area uh if you do well and uh, you know you you win some awards uh, you become a judge uh, because the word gets around and other camera clubs will call and say hey would you come and judge for me so I've done that a lot and uh, that's a lot of fun too because then you get to try to help other people try to give them try to first of all tell them what's what they've done right uh, what you really love about their images and most importantly is there a way you could change it and make it look better mm -hmm. So uh, that's been fun. You know, I talk about impact and uh, first, usually impact, you know, what, what makes you look at it and say, oh boy, makes you look twice. Uh, so there's a lot of things that And, and that falls into play, like you talked about, just the changing of the angle of that photograph mm -hmm. and the composition of yeah. that photograph can yeah. give it just that more or less impact right. of, of the same picture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> now, Ray, I know you're not a professional photographer. Well, using professional photographer or hobbyist photographer is a kind of a catch-22 a little bit. But did you put food on the table with your photography, or how did you how, how did you do that? We would have starved if I did that. <laughs> no, uh, I from the beginning, photography was was uh, fun. It was fun. I mean, let's face it, that's what I was out for. Uh, I'm a physician, a pediatrician, retired for two years but I worked for 46 years as a pediatrician, and I loved it. I love working with kids. It's, it's, a, it's a privilege to do that, uh, and yet it takes its toll uh, in terms of uh, just, uh, I don't know how to say it. it, just, well, just because you're responsible a lot for a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I found that photography uh, especially with my dad in the in the beginning, was a great way to kind of get away from that and direct my energy into because you 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 expend a lot of energy in that type of work. Sure. And direct my energy in another direction, and it turned out to be creative and fun at the same time. So. Yeah. Not only your physical energy, what I like about it, as well. I mean, I agree with everything you say, but it's it's a mental diversion as well. It takes your oh, mind, because yeah. when you're actually creating an image in manual mode on, on these DSLR cameras, you're giving it a lot of thought on what yeah. type of composition you're trying to create and what do I need to do to the camera to help me get there. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. very, very, yeah, very nice. Fun. Yeah, it's, so it's, I mean, it's a great way to uh, get away from it all uh, but and to do something constructive and... Um, 
to just to find that you have talents other than what you do for, for work is, mm -hmm. is kind of neat. So, Ray, part of the, going back to the Stony Brook Camera Club, can you tell me, what's, if, if I had to ask you one question, how would you answer this? How did the club, what was the most impactful part of the club to you? Mm -hmm. That's easy. Uh, meeting the people. I've met some fantastic people at Stony Brook. I mean, we're all photographers, we're all creative uh, and, um, but even more important than that, we're all looking out for each other. Uh, there's a great tradition of sharing at Stony Brook. I think most camera clubs, but I think at Stony Brook more than, than others. Uh, the, from the minute I joined, there were certain people like Dot and Russ Perrin. Um, they've, they've gone, uh, they've passed away, but they were just fantastic people. Uh, and they made sure that after every competition they would come up to me and say you know i really like what this is it you know the judge has said one thing they'll come up and give me their take on it it was usually positive and but then russ would say you know next time you do that why don't you try this and <laughs> he was always right so so i mean i learned a lot uh but also i had people supporting me so dot and russ parent number one um i also met probably some of my very best friends, not probably, definitely, some of the best friends I'll ever have in my life. Uh, they all come from photography, not from medicine. <laughs> um, but uh, for instance, Dave Hughes. Dave Hughes passed away in 1995. He was without a doubt the most creative person I have ever met. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he worked in slides uh, he, this was before the digital era, and uh, everybody used to say, oh, I would love to see what Dave would have done with digital, but he did it all with photography. He was a master of multiple exposures. He had no rules, no rules. He made the rules, and he made his images according to his rules, and uh, they were different, they were beautiful, and uh, they were shocking. <laughs> so uh, he was great, and we'd go out together, and we'd talk about color, we'd talk about abstracts, design. You know, we didn't talk about, let's find a red barn. We just, he, he, he could take a bush and spend a couple of rolls on that bush and come out with some fantastic stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, he was a great person to be with. We, we had a lot of photo outings. Um, the sad part about Dave Hughes is that he died too young. He died at age 53. Wow. Had a heart attack at age 50. Uh, and uh, he produced, I think he produced six, uh, six showcases at the New England Camera Club Council. And he died in uh, 95, 1995, just three weeks before his last showcase was to be shown at the NECCC conference. So Roy Marshall, who's also a charter, a founding member of Stony Brook, and I got together Roy put the end of his show, the show wasn't finished, he, but it was on the light table. So he put it together because he knew Dave well. And the two of us showed it at the NECCC conference. And uh, I got a chance to introduce him and, and tell the world just what I thought about him. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was great. What a privilege. That's, that's the show we took to Chicago, uh, Roy and I did. So uh, that was, so the, you know, he really, he really uh, got me to look in the abstract world. Mm -hmm. So, um, also uh, there was a couple other members. Uh, uh, I mentioned. Oh, I haven't mentioned John Fuller, who was a founding member. Uh, John was sort of the guiding light of Stony Brook in the early years. He always had the best interests of the club and the members in his heart, and so he was just a wonderful person. He kind of, you know, steered us in the right direction. Bob Yankee, who was a founding member. Uh, Bob uh, was the, uh, he, among other things, he was, the, uh, he was the program director at the New England Camera Club Council. And when I put my first show on, you put it on in the auditorium, there's 300 people there. I was scared stiff, you know, I just didn't know what to do. Bob came over, took me, uh, took me aside and said, look, we're gonna do this. And he helped me all the way along. 
uh, uh, I, I couldn't have done it without Bob. So, and Bob's founder of Stony Brook. So that's mm -hmm. the kind of friendship that you get at Stony Brook. Um, Jean Burke has also passed away again too young. She was well. She was in her 60s, but she was a school teacher in Natick. She was a, a world traveler, and she loved children. She was a first grade teacher, so she did shows on Ireland, uh, anywhere you can think of, Italy, uh, all around the world, the Galapagos Islands, Antarctica. Uh, so she did shows on that, and she was just a, just a fun person to be with. We you, know, you always ended up smiling after you were with with Jean for a while, uh, and after she died. Uh, I was, I asked for her slides. I said, can I have Jean's slides? And they gave them to me. Her, a friend, she had no family. They, they, a friend of hers gave them to me. And I made up a showcase just as a tribute to her. And I showed that uh, the next year, the year after she died. And so, you know, but she was just a person who made you smile. She was just yeah. a lot of fun. She also brought you down, if you thought you were on a high level, she brought <laughs> you down to, to reality, but in a nice way. <laughs> um, Lucille Maynard. Uh, Lucille Maynard died about a year ago, well, less than a year. She's from Fall River. Uh, she was uh, she's just a wonderful person. We used to call each other buddies. And she was a... Uh, uh, she. She was a great photographer, but she was just a great person. Uh, her husband died early in life uh, and left her with two disabled boys uh, who are now adults. And she took them right through. Uh, she overcame uh, that. She overcame heart attack, breast cancer, and she still managed to be active in photography and go on photography tours to Arizona and places like that. So you looked at her. And he's, it was an inspiration to figure, well, if she can do that, sure. <laughs> I guess I could do it. So she was, just, but she was just a fun person to be with. And I can't stop mentioning people without mentioning Andre Bork. Andre is now my buddy. We, we, are, we are buddies for life, best friends. And we have so much fun when we go out together. It's usually just he and I. And we don't stop talking. It's not our hands and feet that get tired at the end of the day, it's our voices. <laughs> and and by, by the time we finish the day, we've solved all the world's problems. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody listens to us, but, but uh, that's the kind of friend he is. He's also a great photographer, fantastic photographer. He's taught me a lot. So, you know, it's people like that, uh, starting with my dad all the way up to Andre, present day, who have just been such a big positive force in my life. Thank you, Stony Brook. So. <laughs> well, Ray, I want to say thank you for spending a few moments with us, talking about your career in photography and in your life and the friendship that you made along yeah. the way with yeah. people at Stony Brook and beyond. So it was a great pleasure listening to your stories. And thank you, Bruce. It's been a pleasure. And I, I hope you at home enjoy Ray's stories and. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again, Ray. Thank you for the opportunity.